The Weekly Dish podcast is brought to you by Lakewinds Co-op in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, and Richfield with delivery from Instacart. There's no membership required to shop at Lakewinds. All are welcome. Check out lakewinds.com, and if you can't make it to a Lakewinds, please visit your local food co-op in the neighborhood near you. I know many of you have had it with all the home cooking. You check out the fridge and the cupboards, but nothing looks good and you're just not feeling it. So that's when you head to your local co-op for their amazing deli. I'm Stephanie Hansen, and at Lake Wins, the deli makes everything from scratch so you don't have to. They're stocked up on delicious, nutritious, easy meals that are ready for you and your family when you don't want to cook. They've got nutritious salads, sandwiches, and wraps to go, take-and-heat meals like pot pies, quiches, and salmon, and there are even scratch-made meals from the deli in the frozen aisle. Things like frozen entrees, pizzas, soups, spinach pie, these are all ready for you to put in the freezer on the nights when you're not motivated to cook. And you know these meals meet Lake Wind standards, right? So no artificial colors or flavors, no high fructose corn syrup or hydrogenated oils, and the meat's ingredients have no nitrates, added hormones, or antibiotics. If you can't make it to Lake Winds, visit your neighborhood co-op, but the Lake Winds that I shop are in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, and Richfield. Find out more about all of the items that you can find at your Lake Winds food co-op at lakewinds.com. Welcome to the Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. I'm Stephanie March. I'm, and I'm not. You're not. <laughs> I'm Stephanie Hansen. You're Shancy. I'm Smarchy. See Shancy. And that's how we're going to run this thing. Um, we are so glad that you guys are here with us today on this kind of snizzly. It's a snizzly day, um, but I'm still going to take it over snow. So, <laughs> yes, I'm still loving that part of it. Uh, and guess what time it is? Time for top two in hour two. Give me the old one. Presents top two, top two, the top two. Pick your best two in our two. All right, give me two with him. Okay, this is the time of the show, you guys, that we tell you about a couple of things that we're mildly obsessed with, preoccupied with, championing this week. So you can start. Okay, this is a weird one, not weird, but our friend Meredith Deeds. Yeah got into contact with me and she's like, Hey, you know, I know you do the maker thing and you talk to all of these makers. Have you heard of this thing that's called Marusau soy sauce? Yeah. Did you get yours yet? I did. And she was like, can I send it to you? And she was like, it's this locally, it's this local family and they make this like proprietary sauce in Taiwan. And like, yeah, do you, I was like, yeah, send it to me. I haven't gotten mine yet, Meredith. It's, Pretty great. It, you're going to love it. Well, I've had it because the guy opened the Marusso's in downtown yeah. a long time ago. So he was doing it back then, but then he kind of just disappeared. Yeah. So I know how great this is. But and do he, tell. And it was like a wing sauce. They used it for wings. So I did a little research and I was like, oh, you had a restaurant like that was OK. I didn't know about that. But they have this ghost pepper um, hot sauce, soy sauce. Mm-hmm. They also have regular soy sauce. It's thick, so it's like for great for like a rib rub or a rib lacquer, we'll call it, yeah. or a chicken lacquer, yeah. chicken thighs. So it's like a condiment and a dipping sauce, and it's brewed without wheat, so it's gluten-free, which a lot of the soy sauces aren't, and right. people use the Bragg's Amino. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just got it and put it on some chicken, 
And it was really good. Dang. I am so jealous it's, right uh, now. M-A-R-U-S-A-O ghost pepper soy sauce. If you're not into the pepper, they have a regular. And where are they selling it? Online. Oh, it's just online. Okay. Yep. I wasn't online. sure if it was on stores yet. Yep. Okay. Um, I found it online. So. All right. I looked. But yeah. yeah Marusau soy sauce. It's a, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's, del- I remember that was like the thing. I thought it's this like is a black beanie. Yeah, it's a black bean. It's like a, there's a, there's a name for it, like the hotel or like it's got his X in it that I can't I come like up it with. whenever you, <laughs> and that's not right. Cause that's not Asian at all, <laughs> that's but not like a throat clearing. No, it's a, very wrong. So that's fine. Um, okay. Mine is funny enough. Another Meredith Deeds tip. Whoa! I know well, Meredith Deeds fill in, I know. fills in on our show, and she's excellent. She is, and she's such a uh, wealth of knowledge. Um, she and I her ears must be ringing. I know they must be. Um, she and has talked about this before. The Flying Dutchman, and which is the Flying Dutchman Distillery in Eden Prairie, tucked away in this cute little like office park. Like, I'm so the... glad Eden Prairie has something. Well, right, I know. <laughs> Besides Pizza Karma, I know. Well, Pizza Karma is great. It's yeah, awesome. But, but like, yeah, they mostly have like malls and wildfire. No, they do. They have great stuff. They have Goji Brothers. Those guys. Are, I don't know if they're open now, but no one's open. No now. one's open now. <laughs> so anyway, um, Eden Prairie's Flying Dutchman. Here's the deal. They are a cute little distillery, little tap room, cocktail room, hidden, tucked away. They are making tequila in the quote unquote tequila, which you can't make tequila anywhere but Mexico. But so they have to call it the blue agave based spirit, which is right. It's so funny when you think about like all of our distilleries and they make their gins, they make their rums, they make their... You know, they eventually they make whiskey, but none of them have been doing the agave spirits. And it's like you have to bring ingredients in, yeah. you know, from everywhere. So why not? So cool to be in Mexico and be driving and see like the blue agave farms. Yeah. They're right? so beautiful. I know. And like the pinas and mm-hmm. the harvesting of the cactus and stuff. Well, these guys are uh, they are bringing in the agave, uh, you know, kind of ingredients and they're making it. They're distilling it and they're calling it Frontera Norte. And they are, they have this little tequila, it's kind of a tequila. It's, it's different. You know what I mean? You can tell it's like, it's not the same as like, you know, like Mexican tequila, but it's good. I love tequila. Yeah, I know you do. And this is a way to support local and what they're doing. And they have, this is one specifically that I love is the Frontera Norte Caliente, which has been infused with habaneros. Yum. So it's a spicy tequila. Because that's, I like that Sculvin habanero rum for this reason. Exactly. I like to make like spicy drinks. Right. And so they have a cocktail kit you can pick up. It's called the Chupacabra. And it this is. This is what you were. That's what I was talking about. Scheming on. Yeah. So this one is a, so it's, you get your bottle, you get your little 375 of Frontera Norte Caliente. And then you get a little bottle of mixer and they've done, you know, fresh squeezed lime juice with. A little bit of cilantro simple syrup, and it is... This is an Eden Prairie yum. I know, and you can pick this up, and then they give you the the, the tyene for like the, the rimming of the glass, and it is a salty, tart, hot, fun cocktail. I've been drinking them for like three days. Seriously. That is... Can't uh, stop. Won't stop. I... Like, since, it cures your margarita feelings. Okay, because I got a lot of margarita feelings. I know you do. And I'm having entertaining... Sort of this outside this weekend. My mm-hmm. kid and her girlfriend are coming. And yes. Well, you having... probably can't get it. Well, you have to pre-order the kit. That's I the already, Here's what I did. I got the Fresno strawberry margarita kit from Red Cow. And then I amped it up a little bit with a little more. Um, what is the orange stuff called that I am totally blanking on the name? Curious. No. What do you make when you make a tequila drink? Oh, like Grand Marnier kind yes, of thing? thank you. Okay. I added that and I added some tahini. 
and I added a little more strawberry to like stretch it out a little further. Yeah. Because I've got seven people. Mm-hmm. Oof. So yeah, we're going to be having some drinks. They also have Frosé, aren't they? Selling Frosé? They are. Red Cow? Yeah. They're doing a Frosé mix kind So of you thing? get the frozen mix and then you get a bottle of um, Comp- Compugé, which is actually delicious Rosé on its own. Yeah. And yeah, that's the kit. That's and then smart. you blend it up. I freaking love it. Do you love frosés? I mean, I love the idea of a kit. I know. I, I can really only drink one, and then it gets too much for me. I'd but rather just drink fun. the wine. It's fun. It's totally fun. And and like fun things, like just the smallest fun little joy. things. Joy. Yeah, a little joy, like a little those bit of slices drinks, of joy. Mm-hmm. The frozen drinks, like yep. that's all we want is just a little joy. Here's a little joy because I'm obsessed. I've been thinking about strawberries because of this strawberry margarita situation. I'm trying to replicate. Yep. There is uh, a local guy, and he makes this thing called Twisted Shrub. And I've talked about it before. Yeah. It's a shrub and it's strawberry and lime. And so it's like a vinegary, sweet vinegary strawberry taste. Yep. But a little sharper because of the vinegar. It's really great in drinks with gin or with vodka. It's also really good with tequila and it's good with just club soda. Yeah. I've been doing a lot of like trying to not drink so much during the week. Because it's so easy because you're just home. So I'm like, you know what? If I like use some of these shrubs and things I have, I can make mocktails and be perfectly happy. Yeah. I got to get past the six o'clock hour and then I'm good. And then you're good. Then yeah. you can make it. I just got to get past six o'clock. McNeil air and the cocktail. If I make it past six o'clock, then I'm good for the night. Really? Oh, yeah. It's almost like muscle memory. It's like I'm turning into a grandma. Oh, well. Didn't okay. your, like, did your grandma have like a six o'clock drink? My Kurt's mom. I'm at the cabin with her now. So... Six o'clock, you know, it's no, like we're at four o'clock. I don't know what you're talking oh, about. Oh, yeah, we're yeah. sixers. No, we, no, I mean, like, my Nana would have four o'clock cocktail hour. Maybe that's what happened. She's, I make Dolores wait till six. Okay. Yeah. My, my Nana, who was the first one to teach me how to make a bourbon anything that I would make them for her would be four o'clock. She loves the old fashioned mixed already, the Kirkland yeah. Water Spirits or Tattersall, either or. And last weekend I brought it up for her and I'm like, I brought this for you. And she's like, well, did you bring the cherries? Oh, wow. I was like, oh, well, there no, we are. I didn't. No, I Sorry. failed you again. What do you know? But she's trapped on an island too, you know, because we Failing won't let our her. mothers. Yeah, we won't let her off. She's like, well, I can. I'm like, no, you can't go to the store. No, nope. we'll Sorry, the store for we're going to. Yeah, I was, like, well, I can. Um, no, you nope. can't. You're not leaving the entire summer. You're just going to be here. <laughs> She doesn't know this yet, but I was going to say, well, someone's going to listen and tell her people around to you socially distant that you can look at from afar. This is weird. This is like, like it is weird. It's totally weird. I know it's dehumanizing. It's making your, your mother-in-law a pet sort of. Yeah. Um, okay. My second one is to get away from this craziness (laughs) actually is, I don't know if I've posted this on the weekly dish show page, but it's on what to cook for when is my cheese curd recipes. I, just about fell out of my chair when I saw this on your what to cook for one. And I thought, yeah. why has she been withholding? You know why? I for- I have too many platforms. That's why. Because <laughs> I feel like I've told everybody everything because I'm, ta- I'm talking all the time. And I feel like I look at someone, I'm like, yeah, I told you this last week. And they're like, no. And then I look back, I'm like, oh, I texted that to so-and-so. Or, oh, that's an Instagram message that I sent to yeah. so-and-so else. So, so how do you I make don't know. these curds? Here's the deal. Somebody online, I saw this. Someone was like, oh, I need... Actually, it was Bradley Trainer said... I think he said I need to find a good recipe. And then I... And someone else was like, it's really hard. And I was like, uh, no, it's not. It is the easiest thing you can do. Here's the deal, you guys. You just get some of those cheese... Those Ellsworth cheese curds. I got a pound of the white ones, you know, that you find at... They're at the grocery store. It's right. not a big deal. The the actually just the curds themselves. Um, Ellsworth and, Creamery curds. Yes, that's it. 
So then you take a fourth cup of milk and a cup of flour and then three fourths cup of beer. So it's so the liquid is a cup and then the flour is a cup, okay. right? So your liquid, you go three fourths beer and one fourth milk. That's how I do this. I use a summit EPA. It's beautiful. You do want to have, if you don't want to use beer, let me recommend soda water. Every if you, time I hear the word beer, all I can think of is Brett Kavanaugh screaming, do you like beer? I like beer to Amy Klobuchar. Weird. I know. I'm That's sorry. That's really weird. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna just let you have I that. Know. That's I a know. I drink so much beer that I never I mean I don't drink so much, but like that is not my defining moment for beer. I think it's because I just listened to a podcast about a, or I listened to a book about the New York Times women that wrote about Harvey Weinstein and that whole scene is in okay. there. Okay. I'm so gonna get beer. us back we're gonna run out of time here, so no, I'm gonna, gonna hold you back. on your moment yeah. and get back to cheese kids for a hot second. So we're doing a cup of liquid and then a cup of flour. You're going to throw a little bit of salt in there. You're going to go two eggs. You're going to whip that batter up. Here's the deal. All you're going to do is you take those curds. You have to heat up oil. I mean, it doesn't have to be like a deep, deep fryer. You can have like a, like three fingers in a deep pot of oil. You can heat it up to 375. Um, and corn oil is fine. Safflower oil is best. Um, and then you just basically, you whisk it all, you dunk your curds in, and then you pull them out, slotted spoon or tongs works, and you shake them a little bit, just a little bit, and then you pop them in, and it's seriously, they fry, they, you do a couple at a time, Yum. they fry up, you pull them out when they look like they're not Curdy. too dark, yeah, and then you put them in, uh, I put them in like a paper towel lined colander, and then I hit them with salt, and that's it. It's Yum. the simplest thing you can possibly do. You can do this on your grill too, by the way. You don't have to do this inside. Okay, we gotta go. Yeah. We'll be right back. This is a weekly dish. It was funny thinking about the songs of summer, because um, Dua Lipa has this song called "Physical" that I really like, and mm-hmm. then Ariana Grande and uh, uh, Lady Gaga have a single that came out. The songs of summer, it feels so different, and maybe it's just because we haven't had like, well, we've had one good like hot summer day, but it's, it's not summer yet. Yeah, I suppose. It's I just suppose. not summer yet. We're too still, yeah, soon, it's Memorial Day weekend. Mm-hmm. We're just starting. All right. So I probably should have talked about some of these things yesterday, but like maybe a lot of you um, or last week, Memorial Day kind of snuck up on me. Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden it was like, wait, yeah, is Memorial Day coming up? Yeah. Jake goes, wait, I don't have school on Monday. I'm like, yeah. nope. <laughs> that is exactly what my sister's kids were like. No school? Because the whole school work cycle it's is all very weird disrupted. anyway. Yeah. So I was like, oh, it's going to be Memorial Day weekend. Okay. So I am with my husband and his mother pretty much for the summer in different capacities. What that means is because she's an 87 year old lady Mm -hmm. that we have to socially distance a lot and plan for weather and because we don't want people to come inside the house and, you know, we have an outhouse anyway. So the bathroom's kind of taken care of. But so I had to like plan all this food for my daughter, her girlfriend, my niece and her friend that are going to be staying at another cabin. And how are these people all going to mingle together? And what kind of food can I serve where people aren't having to come in the house? Yeah. So I was like, okay, I got to figure this out. And normally like Memorial Day, we do lamb. That's like a big thing. We'll do a big lamb, a leg of lamb. And we've done ribs. And But I was like, I need to do something where if it rains, because the weather wasn't looking great either, that we can bring food to them and they can cook it in their place and we can cook it in our place. It got all like complicated, but so here's what I ended up with. Okay. 
Did you see the New York Times had a recipe for macaroni salad? No. Okay. My husband loves a good salad. He loves ham salad. He loves egg salad, chicken salad, tuna salad, macaroni salad, any kind of salad-y thing that has mayonnaise in it. He's game for it. (laughs) So they had this macaroni salad that looked really good. And I was like, oh, that looks delicious, but I can make it better than what they have. Right. And they have like capers in it. I'm not going to put capers in macaroni salad. So I made up my own dilly macaroni salad and I'm going to have that with ham that is just sliced. And then I thought, okay, I've got all these elbow noodles because, of course, I pandemic bought elbow macaroni. Really? That I'm still needing to use. So I made a giant pan of macaroni and cheese with the breadcrumbs on top. So I've got ham now. I've got a cold macaroni salad. I've got macaroni and cheese. I've got rolls. I've got mustard. So that's kind of night one. Okay. Then I was like, okay, night two. I have a nine pound pork shoulder. It's gigantic. Yep. So I was like, okay, I made this really delicious Korean chili sauce last summer and I put it on ribs. So I was like, I'm going to make this chili sauce and use it to slow cook the pork on the grill and just cook it like literally all day long Mm -hmm. and get into the evening now and people will come over and I made ranchero beans. So we're going to have... Beans, and these are basically pinto beans, because again, pantry items, with lots of bacon, some green pepper, jalapeno, onions, a can of Rotel tomatoes, and I instant potted them. Okay. So I made ranchero beans. I've got this pork shoulder that I'm having go all day, and it's got this Korean kind of chili sauce on it. So then I was like, I need to have like some kind of a salad, right? So I made a purple cabbage lime slaw that has no mayonnaise in it good it's kind of because you need a break man yeah totally you need to cut through too. all of that rich stuff yeah yep so it's lime juice fish sauce yep kind of more of a bright cilantro red purple cabbage so that's with that okay i like this yeah and then i was like and i can make some cilantro rice if i need to have rice we can grill corn tortillas out and have like how you talk about we won't be spreading a big piece of paper down the center of the table, but that same kind of like family style pulled. Yes. But then I was like, I have to pull it so that people can't aren't touching it with their forks and stuff. Right. Cause the whole sanitation thing's getting a little weird. Yeah. So yeah, you need to, well, you need to pull the pork shoulder beforehand anyway, yeah, because it's not in it's the day. Not, I might've just like, that's put it, too hard. I yeah. Think. So that's the second meal. Okay. That if need be, I can send tortillas and pulled pork and beans yep, and rice totally. over to the place and say, here, you guys eat over Milk here. Milk it up. Yeah, we'll mm-hmm. eat over here. But it was kind of weird to just think about, you know, what it's going to be like to be having like these outdoor gatherings. Yeah. And if it rains, you know, like I know. you get into your garage, I guess. And a lot of people were talking about that, where if they were doing garage sets, because I think. And that's, you know, that is a, that is a, I mean, that's exactly what like today is a hard day to figure out if you had something planned, you, there is no backup plan anymore. So, but the garage sit is a possibility, I think, because as long as it's still open ish air wise and, you know, it's not a place where a lot of people are sitting around touching things anyway. So it's a good idea. Here's, uh, I was thinking about restaurants and like, so, okay, now everyone's eaten. 
do I like bring like a dish tub out to the table and say, everybody throw your dishes in here and then bring that into the kitchen to wash them? Mm-hmm. Cause you don't want to be touching people's silverware and their plates. And well, and a lot of people, you know, that's another, a lot of places around the country have said that you can only have plastic utensils roll ups so that everything gets thrown away. Um, and like only plastic plates even and plastic, you know, or compost, uh, composable, God, combustible now again, right? <laughs> Cause that's compostable, what I said. <laughs> yeah. I was like, why is that in my head? Um, but yeah, so there's that. And there, that is, if you use paper, that might be a good way to stay, you know, to, to be able to do that. But I think a lot of, you know, people wearing dish hands, you know, if they're going into the dish pit, there's there's talk about like the worrying of when you spray stuff and it aerosols back, yeah. you know, but it, again, I think that's like, those are such a low, con- I mean, like you have to actually be touching your face, I think, in order to get it into your system, you know, yeah. more than it's just gonna, now I'm going to get yelled at for that, but there's so many different things written about that, that I don't know. And even like. Because uh, I was not, I'm not a restaurateur. I'm just thinking about entertaining with my seven people and trying to stay safe, like mixing of the drinks. Yeah. Do I put it in a pitcher? Do I like leave the bottles out? Like, do I pre-mix everything and have think, like glasses set out and then you just add ice? Uh, I think one of the things that we talked about was having, yeah, like pre bottles sitting out and then, you know, and then everyone has their own glasses. People say, bring your own glass and then you can pour and do yep. whatever you want with it. But it's all going to get very interesting. It's very strange. All right. Oh, so that's- hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. We are uh, so glad you're joining us today. You know what? You know what? You know what this weekend really feels like? A day, a weekend to get out into the woods. Yes. I think that uh, I have already started by clipping off spruce tips off my trees, by the way. And just need to do that. You need to do that because they are cute and soft and yes and whatever. Put them in everything. Um, But you know what? The big thing is this is I feel like this is like the weekend. People have time. They're not really doing the traditional stuff. What are they going to do? They're going to get out and look for morels. And so we decided we need to bring back the expert. Alan. Virgo hey. is on the line. How Alan are you? Blew our mind. I'm doing good. Telling us we could eat hosta. Yeah, the world. I don't know if you realize, Alan. The last time you were on, he of course let us know that hosta are edible. You blew apart every woman's mind who was in her yard, going, "Wait, what? They can eat their hosta?" And they did. They sent me pictures of people like eating their hosta, which was like the best thing ever. Awesome. Yeah, no, we, we featured them in episode two, which is uh, which just went live yesterday. So good. I mean, it's like the things that are surprising. And they're very sweet. My hostas were very sweet. I thought, I, I didn't know, like, is like are the stripy hostas going to taste different than the other hostas? Or, like, I had a whole moment of trying to figure out how to grocery shop my yard, you know, for yes. the moment. It was great. They're, they're all pretty similar. You just want to make sure you, the bigger ones are going to be a little bit, have more substance to them. And you also want them, you know, tightly coiled and young because they'll get tough if they start to unfurl. Yes, that sounds good. I love it. All right. So let's talk, though, besides eating your, uh, you know, your, your foliage from your decorative plants. The thing that seems to be on most people's minds and has started to really show up on the Instagrams in big buckets are morels. Is like, tell us a little bit about what's going on in there. Well, we're actually getting to the tail end of the season. Really? But this weekend, this weekend is going to be one of the best times to go out. Uh, if you're in the Twin Cities, in the metro area, so the southern portion of the state, a lot of the mushrooms are spent already. I can tell you, I was just down there yesterday. 
the especially sunny areas, areas that get a lot of sun, are probably the mushrooms are probably spent. You might get some to put in a dehydrator, uh, but right now you want to look in areas that are shaded. Okay. Uh, and it's still fine, you know. Look for look for those dead elms that are starting to shed their bark, hardwood forests. But one place you can look too is there's lots of pine forests that used to have elms in them. Oh. Oh, so that's what that's I'm doing this weekend. So where, like, pine forests, you're saying just, or is it just kind of a, any kind of pine, or is are we looking for specific ones, or? Uh, typically, I see a red pine. Okay. And do you feel like this is, like, are there specific areas that you feel like like if we're looking we're thinking like north right because if you're saying the south is more spent we're looking north is are there areas like is it like you know kind of in the east or west that has a has a better crop potential well going north of the cities a little bit uh is probably better than going south of the cities a little bit at at this time Mm -hmm. but but also you could still get some in the kind of southeast portion of the state where that's kind of like the big hub. Kind of that driftless area is really a great spot to, to look. Okay. And then, so now people who are kind of tromping into their woods and kind of thinking about how they do this, you're, can you give us some tips about like our, our, our if we're looking along, when we say fallen elms, are we looking, should they be nestled kind of up against them? Should people be moving leaves? Will they be evident? Like, what do you think are some of the best ways to sort of look for them actually? Well, I mean, all of, all of that can help. I mean, I look for stumps. Okay. I look for fallen down trees. I look for elms that are shedding their bark. I look for concentrations of, I look for places that may not even have elms. So my best haul, uh, I put a picture up of a bunch of morels yesterday. That was, there weren't even elms there. It was an area that was logged. Oh. So, yeah, because morels is like disturbance. You know, people, like I say in episode two, people used to burn their forests because disturbance is another thing they like. Uh, so areas that have been logged, like maybe one year or two years ago, that is where I got the best haul this year. Oh, I, interesting. I, I was skunked. Yeah, I got skunked. I didn't see basically a single one for two weeks. Oh, my gosh. I was like, I'm the worst morel hunter in the world. Oh. It, only, it only takes one tree. They are crafty little things. They hide from you. Yeah. So, okay, so then, so log things, okay, so are we looking for, is it, can you tell me, like, our grasses, like, if it's a grassy area with leaves and stuff, you know what I mean? I have kind of some woods, you know, that I know to go to that are necessarily, it feels like there's a lot of open areas with grassiness. Is that not a good kind of place to look? Well, it, it can be okay. That can be okay. It's, it's all about the trees. It is about it's the trees. It's all okay. about the trees. It could be grassy. It could be sandy. It could be a slope, not a slope. Uh, it's all about the trees. Okay. All right. We have to get on that. So you have to look up what an elm looks like so that you know what a fallen elm looks like. <laughs> well, and so an elm, it looks, you know, most of them are going to look a little bit dead and then they have a vase shape so almost like a broom they're very elegant so yeah so the upward portion of the tree where the branches start it's going to look like a broom almost like an upside down triangle and that's a really a really easy way to spot them because they they really stick out like a sore thumb right we used to see elms all the time and you just don't see them as much like standing and being you know being uh 
upright, I guess. I guess that's my thing. Um, okay, so let's talk about morels. Well, first of all, can you are there false morels that people should be wary of? So the the only thing you need to worry about is if you would just like with morels undercooking them. So okay. most morels are our state mushroom. Yes. They're also toxic raw. Oh. And gyrometra, when we're talking about false morels, right. we're talking about a big family. And some of the gyrometra are they're edible. You just need to I par cook them. You you would boil them in water. They used to sell them canned in Germany, uh, and in Finland they sell them dried. People in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, basically, gyrometra are not scary. They're not going to kill you. They're edible. They're just not as good as morels. Got and it. you would want to boil some of them before cooking. Okay. Now, why don't you, can you give us some tips, since you are the forger chef and you have wise knowledge, not only in the fields, but in the kitchens. We did have some people who are wondering, once they have found their, you know, golden cache of morels, what should they be doing with them? Well, I mean, a, a great thing to do, you can just, Frying them up in butter with a little bit of shallot or some chopped up ramp bulbs and a splash of wine and a yeah. dash of cream. You know, that's great. And just, you know, cooking that and just eating it on a piece of toasted baguette. Oh. That could be like one of the most simple things to do. But I'll tell you, the morels are so, some of them are going to be so big right now. Uh, I just made a new preparation for them the other day that I really liked. So I take the, for the giant ones. So I take the really long, giant, you know, I call them hogs. Yeah. I take the hogs and I, I steam them or I sweat them just to wilt them. And then I cut them in half. Uh, and then I, I spread them, the cut side, with garlic butter mm. and a sprinkle of breadcrumbs. And then I roll them up so it looks like a pinwheel. And I bake them topped with a little more of the butter and breadcrumbs. And I call them morel escargot oh my god <laughs> that sounds so good that is so, insane it, it can be, they can they can be so big that it could be hard to fit them in a pan when they're that big you know i have seen a couple people post ones that were shocking shocking to the size that they were i've never seen them is this like an unusual season do you feel like there's more big ones now or not no, no, I feel like it's a subpar season. Really? Most, what I have been hearing from my really experienced friends is that a lot of their patches, and mine too, are barren. And, like, there is nothing in there. Uh, that, I mean, here and there, you have, you have some really good trees that will produce. But at least for me, uh, most of them have been frostbitten too. That cold seemed to really kind of harm them a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that may uh, frost so a lot of them, I see, have a little bit of black on the tops from that cold snap that we had. Uh, but it was not a good season for me at all. I mean, I should have clocked in a few hundred, and I haven't even broken a hundred yet. Wow, that's crazy. So do you feel like if you people are looking for them at farmer's markets, if people who don't want to forage, but they're looking for them at farmer's markets, do you think they're going to be very expensive this year, even more so? I think you're going to pay at least $50, $60 a pound. Wow, that's pretty big. That's a lot. Yeah, but I mean, when you take into account, I went out yesterday and we probably found under 10, and we probably spent a good eight or nine hours in the woods. Wow. For 10 mushrooms, you know, and that's, that was a good, that was a relatively good day. You know, there's a ton of labor that goes into picking these things. Right. So 50 pounds is a pretty good deal. 
Yeah. When you think about it. You kind of need to have a friend who knows who's gone and does that or they're bored and they need to <laughs> fill their time. It sure helps. <laughs> it would help. That's so great. All right. So, Alan, you guys have a video up again. You have a new one up, right? What's it called? It's called The Wild Harvest. It's episode two. So we're focusing on morels and a whole bunch of other spring edibles. And there is a link to that on my Instagram. It's up on my Facebook page. Great. And the Credo, Credo Nonfiction Vimeo page is kind of where it lives. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, it's, a re- it's even better than episode one. It is beautiful. I mean, you, you watch it. It will make you want to go outside. I, I tear up. At about, I think, 12 minutes or something, right when the, the final violin kicks in, Jesse did a really great job. You guys, Jesse is such a great cinematographer at this point. I'm just impressed as all get out with the way that you guys are shooting these. It's amazing. Yeah, thanks. It's wonderful. Okay, we're going to put a link up to it on uh, the on the Facebooks. We'll link to you guys so that people can get inspired to get out. Of course, always respect the land and respect the way it goes. But also remember, you can shoot Alan um, a note, you know, and ask him questions. Um, and is that recipe for the, the roll-up thing, is that on your site? It isn't, but... If you shoot me a message, I can walk. It's not up there yet. Okay. But if you shoot me a message, I can walk you through it. There, there is a new one from the episode where I stuffed the morels with dried morel sauce from the previous season. Oh. Kind of a buy, buy the morel hunter for the morel hunter. That's the one we feature in the episode. Oh, so yeah. I, I'm pretty accessible online. Oh, yeah. You can find him. He's there to answer your guys' questions. Awesome. Thank you so much for calling in again, Thanks, Alan. Alan. We love it. And yeah, we'll uh, hopefully get out there and, and not find you, but find morels. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Weekly Dish. It's been a great show. I think we had a fun day today. I hope you guys did, too. I hope you're you're uh, you're feeling good about your life and, and moving forward and, and finding space. Um, that's all. That's just what I have to tell you about that. Yes, moving um, forward, doing all the things. Yeah. Hey, I also wanted to say, I know that, you know, we brought up some State Fair stuff, and there was... You know, they're still on the uh, show page. A lot of people sharing memories and feelings, and I think that's wonderful. Um, I just did also want to just shout out to, and this has been important to me, the people who are the ones who are always make the fair go. You know, like shout out to the people who had to sit and make this decision and the people who sit in offices all year long and deal with and do nothing but the fair. And to know that they had to deal with a lot of people's feelings yesterday. So I just want to say shout out to those guys and say, well done yeah, for everything. All the food people, all the four the administrators and the administrators. Yeah, the and people, the, the God, the, the butter. decision makers, Nikki and like her whole team of food yes, people, the butter folks, Oof, just all of them. It's, so. That was one of the best um, things about the fair in the last couple of years doing the podcast is kind of pulling back that first layer yeah. and seeing the whole culture that exists underneath all of that. Is really, yeah. um, really great. Where are we going to get our peaches? We have to go to the produce exchange. Well, you can do. Yeah, I was like, produce exchange actually lives in the Midtown Global Market. So please go and buy things from them. Yeah, our peaches. <laughs> right there. In fact, if you've loved it, then go see them. <laughs> yes. I know. Because I think that, and I did hear from Sharon Hannigan, who owns the, the produce exchange, where, of course, Jakey has worked for the last couple of years. At the fair. And it's, you know, it's just confusing and hard, but also glad that the decision has been made and there's no more of the questioning. So, 
you know. And the French fry booth. How about Charlie and the kids? Charlie Torgerson from RC's Barbecue, you know, commented on my post and he was like, well, it looks like I have a Labor Day free. I was like, I don't know what that is, really. You know, I've actually thought about that, too. Like, there is a lot of weekends open this summer that normally wouldn't be because of the annual things. Yeah. So, like, all of a sudden, Charlie has his open Labor Day and I was like, well, you can please come to my backyard. I will make you drinks if you can smoke pig in my backyard, (laughs) like in a distance. (laughs) A smoke pig just made me think of like a giant rolled up marijuana cigarette. I have no control pig. about where your brain goes, <laughs> know, especially today. And I don't know why it's going where it's going, but it's weird, dude. The smoke pig is just the idea is funny. <laughs> I know. You brought Brett Kavanaugh into our show, I know, which I'm I am sorry. really angry about, by the way. I like, still have my... Um, I'm going to scold you later for that. I still have my Blasey Ford pin that I you know, made for me I'm that like, I wear. I don't need to have him in my life anymore, <laughs> so don't bring him up. I know, I'm so sorry. God. I stayed up late. In the middle of my cheese curd homage. <laughs> like, not only that, you basically soured my entire day of making cheese curds. Like, now I have to have his face. Oh, I'm in so sorry. I stayed up late because I had all the cooking of the things to do and I didn't go to bed till like one thirty. So I think I'm just <laughs> tired. Just, and I, I was I had a beer at two thirty yesterday. I'm not gonna lie, when that state fair announcement came out, I had a beer, I laid down on my bed and I closed my eyes for like forty five minutes and just tried not to cry. Yeah. So maybe it's all of that. I maybe don't know. it's all that. Who knows? I shouldn't be so honest and tell people all my horrible. Well, maybe things you could I... filter some things, especially oh, on the radio. So like just so maybe exhausting. hold some things back a little bit. So like exhausting. I'm only asking for five percent. You know what? I need you at a five percent. Five percent hold back. <laughs> I need you at a, you're at a family. You're at a ten percent. No, you're at a five percent. I need you to take it down. Uh, you're at a ten right now. I need you to be at a five. I need you to be at a five. Oh my God! Don't thank God. I would never say that to you because I would reach across this desk and grab you by the throat. I would throat. never say that to you unless I was absolutely oh. trying to provoke you. <laughs> I'm not going to say that maybe that was said to me again this week. Oh, yep. no, nope. let's not air it. Yep. Let's just yep. let yep. it die. Nope. Put it yep. into We're the good. universe. He's at the cabin with his mom. That's I got good. a break. It's it was good. good. <laughs> oh, my word. Oh, my okay. word. Okay. Okay. This is the local to love section. We oh, do right. love people. We do. Well, we love lots of people. We do. Yeah. Um, I had a really nice chat that I will release on the Makers of Minnesota podcast in the next couple of weeks with Eric Eastman about Minnesota Ice. Yeah. And how they've sort of pivoted to be this Delivery. local grocer um, that will deliver local products. They have such a great list of fun stuff on their website. So they've got the Animales barbecue now so you can get a rack of ribs delivered. They've got the Meteor Frozen slushies that you talked about a couple weeks ago. I just, that screams summer to me and fun. Uh, Meteor Tonic, which they make delicious uh, homemade tonic. I am cracking that tonight. It's the Meteor Tonic. Awesome. I'm super excited about it. Um, they also have specialty ice. They've got flour. So the Bakersfield flour is perfect for if you want to make your own sourdough starter. Because yep. it's got that wheat component to it for fermenting. Um, they've got lasagna, which is a delicious lasagna from Broders. So if you're having a lot of people over, they just, I really liked talking with them about how they went from just being an ice company that delivered ice to delivering all these local products. So kudos to them. Yeah. Um, we haven't spoken about something yet that I thought was very strange that it has taken us this entire two hours to talk the fact that sea salt is open. Oh yes. And in fact, I had that written down. Yes. Sea salt is opening 
It is. They a, are open. People have already. I've seen pictures of calamari. People have ordered. Yes. I haven't seen the menu. I wasn't oh, sure if the curries. They, they were did still launch on. a new site. It's a totally new site that you have to go through. There are obviously you're not going to be waiting in line. You're going to order. You know, pre-order online. They're going to give you a time to come pick it up. You're going to come pick it up. That's the deal. Someone got all judgy on their page about the trash receptacles. Like and in what way? Because they're not putting out trash receptacles and they're not putting out um, chairs and like no. you're supposed to take your stuff away. Yes. And they were like, well, I mean, that's just going to create such a mess in the park. Just so you know, the park board <laughs> is in partnership with Sea Salt. Like it's the park board's responsibility to put the trash cans out and to keep the park clean. They know what sea salt also, is going to bring. Be responsible for yourself then. Yeah. Like if you're like, worried about it, then, or how about this? Walk around the park and pick up trash then. If you're going to be a, you know, a person about that. Sure. But I don't think people are going to go sit down and just leave their trash in the park. Well, some will, but not, you know. I don't know. People who are getting sea salt, those are not like, it's not like I'm getting McDonald's in the way of like, I, True. you know what I mean? Like and it's a different. throwing it out your car door. Yeah. That's the seen, thing. What, that's what? really a oh, special this, oh, moment when that happens. My old street where I used to live was, it's a big, you know, like you come down a hill and then it was a big stretch of long way. And I swear to God, that was like too much incentive. And we were just enough away from the McDonald's where it was like, clearly someone could house their burger by the time they got to my street. Because then it was just like, foomph, right. All the time. It was crazy. Um, also, you guys, Punch Pizza is dipping back into opening up. I love it. And they started with the Calhoun store. They did say that they are going to take uh, their time and roll out opening with each store one at a time to have coverage. So if there is one in your neighborhood and you're waiting for it, be patient. It'll come. I know I, I know that uh, a certain number of teenagers in my house are waiting for it to show up in Wyzetta again. So that'll be great. I will say the po' boys are officially on the menu at Sea Salt, if that's your jam. That's a way. Speaking of po' boys, too, the next thing I was going to tell you is that Octo Fish Bar is open for takeout now. Oh, hey. And well, <laughs> uh, they have and they have opened with a uh, New Orleans style menu. So they are doing po' boys and they have, uh, you know, fried green tomatoes and lobster rolls and all the kind of good stuff they've got. Uh, a Bayou burger with habanero pickles, which feels like I might have to go make a run for. Yum. Doesn't that sound habanero good? Habanero pickles I are down. delicious. I know. And they've got shrimp oil. Like you can pick up an entire shrimp oil if you're thinking about maybe even trying to get something for this weekend still. I was thinking about maybe trying to go grab some of that. Yeah, that sounds delicious. So that's going to be fun. Shrimp oil. Yeah. Um, and there's all kinds of great things. Um, and that's it. That's just, the show. It is the show. Thanks to Hope Breakfast Bar for having their curbside prom last night. I know a lot of kids got to partake in that. That was pretty cool. Very cute. Very, very cute. And, you know, shout out to everybody. Just Have a great moment.